Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is Paul Hawksby. And this is Sam Avery. Yes, Sam Avery joined us this afternoon. A familiar voice as a guest on the show. And with Charlie off starting his tour tonight, we entice Sam to... Uh, Get the train down and he uh, joined us. We had a lot of fun in the studio today. Um, we covered a lot of ground. You got involved with some uh, very good suggestions for a, a uh, festival, music festival we were putting on with a bit of a football flavour. Uh, Martin Kellner uh, joined us. He, he ventured onto. Uh, BBC Three. He wasn't massively impressed, I think it's fair to say, Sam, was <laughs> I he? I don't think he'll be going back there again. Uh, <laughs> we had a Clips of the Week Merseyside special uh, for you. Uh, Mike Wall joined us with a bit of non-sporting TV, as he always does. And uh, we paid tribute. Uh, uh, yesterday, we do a regular feature with our good friends at Yesterday. And we featured uh, the late, great Bobby Robson today on, on the eve of a big cup final for Newcastle. So we'll bring you that as well. Here it all is. <laughs> Good afternoon, Sam. Good afternoon, everyone. And, uh, yeah, welcome, Sam. It's lovely to have you with Thank us. Thank you. Uh, we've always enjoyed your contribution. Uh, you've, you've always fronted up as an Evertonian, good and bad, and generally it's thick and thin, as Kevin Keegan once said, and it's been a lot of thin recently. It's been very thin. Yeah, yeah. but you always come on. We appreciate it. So it's, it's great to see you here in the studio. But there was some good news for you today. We just heard that quite emotional press conference there from Jordan Pitt, <laughs> quite Churchillian, I felt. A real well, call to arms for the I Evertonian. Mean, if apathy is an emotion, that's, that's <laughs> what he sounded like. He could have sounded more like he was reading that off a bit of paper. It, 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 just... it sounded like he was doing it at gunpoint, didn't it? Uh, well, really? it did. I just hope when he got married, his wedding vows sounded a bit more, there's yeah. a bit more emotion to them. I want that as a ringtone. I want him <laughs> talking like this, just to answer your phone, Sam. He's so <laughs> monotone. But, but look, he's a, he, he does well for you. The interesting thing is, um, no relegation clause, which is, I think, is, is, is a show of faith, but the only downside of that is, were you to go down, then you'd be paying him 150 a grand a week plus bonuses, of course, in the championship. Yeah, that would be awful. I mean, when I first heard no relegation clause, I didn't hear the clause, I heard no relegation, and I thought, oh, that's good. We're, <laughs> yeah, it's a good system, yeah. But that's not actually the end of the sentence. I think if we do go down, and there's still, you know, I think the next, certainly the next two or three games will give us a bit, bigger indication of whether that's going to happen or yeah. not, whether it looks likely. But if we do go down, he's still England's number one, and I think that that's probably going to give him you know, he's, he's still going to be in the forefront of a lot of clubs. And there probably is other clubs that he could go to at this point. But yeah. he, for whatever reason, he's very happy at Everton. Maybe he just loves chaos. It could, it could be, yeah. He Maybe. feeds, he, that's why he's, you know, he feeds off of chaos. Because so often, and he seems to have quietened down. I mean, you've, your kids are young. They're sort of nearly eight years old, your boys. So uh, you're probably used to that. You know, they, go, they come back from a party, they've had cake, they've had a load of Sunny D or whatever, a lot of squash, a lot of sweets, and they're bouncing off the walls. And he was like that. 
uh, for a quite a long time, wasn't he? But he seems to have quietened down a bit now. Well, he's certainly not got that energy in that interview there, has he? <laughs> about that, I mean, he saves it for the, the for the pitch. Yeah, talking yeah. about my kids, he sounded like he was in the nativity play the way he was delivering <laughs> those lines, wasn't he? But um, he's definitely quieting down, sort of off the pitch. He became a dad, didn't he? And yeah. he's just, you know, his form. I think Everton fans have had to put up with a lot of mocking of our goalkeeper and. You know, he, had, he made some really high-profile gaffes. That one in the Merseyside derby was was when Divock Origi scored off that ridiculous moment. And I can't yeah. believe I'm bringing this up on, on national radio because <laughs> it was a really painful memory for us all. But I think since then, he, he really sort of... He, he, I think he was seeing a psych, psychologist and he was sort of de- developing techniques that he could sort of reset after yeah. each sort of uh, attack from the opposition. And, you know, he made some incredible saves that probably kept us up last season. Yeah. I mean, he made he made a couple recently. There's one, just, you know, sometimes you don't even realise he saved it. He just gets a hand to it, it makes all the difference. Now, talking to kids and uh, too many sweets, uh, you were telling us earlier on about your uh, indoctrination system, which is, I mean, I'm sure everybody's got their own way of making sure their kids support the right club. But you live in Liverpool, which means, you know, there'll be a lot of kids at your boys' school that are Liverpool, yeah. and they may they may be looking now and again thinking, I'd rather, be, I'd rather be a red than a blue, but how have you got around it? What have you done? Well, I'm a blue. My wife's a red. We've got twin boys. When they were born, she said, well, they can support Everton because it means more to you, which I thank her for. Yeah. But then you're right there in the situation where Liverpool are winning a lot of games, a lot of trophies. We haven't won anything since 1995. So I developed this system. We, we've got this, like, Everton sort of uh, it's, it's like a little jar with the Everton logo on mm. and did you, was that homemade did you kind it, of <laughs> cut one out print it off and sort of print it onto the side of a jar did you always I, did, I wish I had because that sounds even more kind of crazy but um, it was just it, I filled it with chocolates and when Everton won they, yeah. they got a chocolate to encourage them to want Everton to win in a sort of Pavlovian way Yeah, and, and that worked a little bit but not quite enough so then I started saying well actually when Liverpool lose you get a chocolate as well. <laughs> so they don't even like football now, but there's still these bitter Everton fans that just don't <laughs> like Liverpool because it means they get sweets. They get that's that is a, a bit of a creepy experiment, really. It, isn't it, it? was, but it yeah. worked in a way because they kind of they, they cheered when Everton win, they, they cheer when Liverpool lose, which you know the opposite is normally the case. But there was that lockdown season where yeah. we had Ancelotti, we had James Rodriguez. Liverpool had that terrible turn after they won the league. Mm. They were losing every week. We were winning every week. And I was looking at my kids going, they're going to end up with type 2 diabetes the way we're going in. <laughs> but thankfully, Everton have sorted that out and they're absolutely very healthy now, my kids. Well, if of- you can tell us how you lock the kids in, uh, maybe you've got the sweet jar system as well, do let us know. Talksport.com forward slash H&J. Text to 81089. Tweet to TSH&J. 03717 um, The other thing uh, today, which was, was of interest, you were saying on your way in, you were giving some thought to quite a lot of the football cliches that come up and they did remind you of something so we're going to try and we're going to try and kick something off so tell us more Sam yeah I just think the football cliches are so plentiful but a lot of them could sound like great band names couldn't they Hmm. you know I'm thinking ones like two goal cushion yeah I'd pay six quid to watch them in a a gig (laughs) Um, new manager bouncers getting thrown about all over the place those words don't make sense in that order but they do to football fans and what a great band name for some kind of experimental jazz quartet. Yeah. So what we're after is is the the kind of football phrase that you often hear. Um, what sort of... Because we're going to put a bill together. Imagine it's the H&J or the H&A stage at, at the Football Clichés Music Festival. So we're going to put a fantastic bill together. I mean, you need the cliché, so we'll kick us off with a cliché. What sort of music do you think they sound like? 
and um, and we'll put them on the bill if they're good enough. They can. We'll find out. Who's, I don't know who's going to headline yet. We'll have to see how it all takes shape. It looked like a great bill, and it's probably just like it's almost going to be like a bingo card of what <laughs> you know managers will say in the press conferences yeah. as well, won't it? <laughs> That's be right. all, all the big hitters. Soccer scrap heap. I don't know what sort of stuff they would play. I just it's got a bit of a rock jazz jazz rock feel to Sounds it. Sounds a bit punky to me. That does it. Yeah, yeah. soccer scrap heap. You think one, two, three, four. Yeah, one pogo, of them. pogo. Yeah. yeah, you played in a band, didn't you? Tell me back in the day. You I were, did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Played bass. Bit oh, like uh, bit like. What is it about that chair and bass player? It's something about the. Chair. It just attracts those who like the deeper tone. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I I chose to play bass. It's very much like playing. I don't know what's the football analogy. Playing like I don't know left back or something. It's, yeah. it's, it's not a glamorous position to play in a band and I just I wanted to be in a band so I thought I'll play bass and I'll get in a band and hey presto I did you Could, did couldn't really play very well but you, yeah. yeah but you yeah, you played some big gigs didn't you you played with some big we did big yeah support gigs and stuff yeah so. supported uh, Motorhead once wow this is like in the 90s this is a long time ago still but yeah as an 18 year old living with my mum earning 30 pound a week I felt like a rock star for like about six hours <laughs> <laughs> well uh, plenty to come this afternoon we're going to kick off we're going to talk uh, oh yes here we go well done to Mark who's been in touch Gagan Press oh industrial yeah. funk they'll be on the bill well done there. that does sound like they'd have the bass guitars right up by the chin they wouldn't would they? That band's <laughs> it would be quite 42 high style. that's right yeah six of one and half a dozen of the other oh. they sound like a novelty act don't they, they really do. boy, actually boy band says Roy the Gooner I think they they're playing Butlins this year. I think, I think they they're doing that. Please welcome to the stage. I know you love them. You love the magician. There they are, six of one and half a dozen of the other. Imagine that. They can't make much money. Twelve of them, can they? They're no. Playing old, the old hits of the Doolies. Anyway, do let us know. We're, we're building uh, this uh, fantastic music festival. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hawksby and Sam Avery here on Talk Sport. And Sam mentioned earlier on that there was something about sort of football phraseology that lends itself to band names. And so we thought we'd put on a bit of a music festival. And you've been suggesting, you've been basically putting the bill together for us, which is very good. Goldmouth Scramble says, uh, Jackie, that sounds like a good one. Uh, some form of uh, screamo slash heavy metal group from Scandinavia. I, I could like hear that. that, definitely. That's definitely. A good one. I like uh, Matt and Sales sent this one, Bounce Back Ability. They'll start with a few disappointing songs, probably new stuff from their latest album, before hitting back with all their old classic hits. <laughs> <laughs> nice one here. Uh, Changi says, what about Expected Goals, female vocal harmony group? That's. Br- I hope Simon Cowell's listening to this because yeah. they sound like X Factor contestants, don't they? We liked uh, Owen the Borough fan, didn't we? Force Nine, but Nine spell N E I N. German electronica kraut rock. Clever. That's a very clever one. So, but yeah, this coming together nice. The Hollywood Pass, 1970s style glam rockers with Ron Atkinson jewelry and a 1970s Keegan style curly perm. That's Mark Evans. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> Catanaccio, J pop, says Mark. He's back with another one. Squeaky bum time. <laughs> oh, a Weird Al tribute band says uh, Harrison so yeah do keep those coming uh, you, you get the idea we're putting the bill together for a, a top night of music the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast we're putting this show together the, some of the football phrases you think would make a fantastic music festival game of two halves first set is acoustic second is full plugged in rock says Dave in Tunbridge who's given it a lot of thought every blade of grass imagine that would be a country music festival we want a bit of country on the bill wouldn't we we'd have a little set from every blade of grass oh certainly. they I'd watch them definitely, and yeah. I, I bet they'd release like uh, an album on coloured vinyl or something. <laughs> yeah. uh, Outswinging corner from from Jack, and that is they've got a mildly depressing pop rock four piece with terrible haircuts. I like the sound of that. <laughs> uh, a thrash metal band from Bing in Manchester, the Group of Death. That's a, that that's, is a tapping. 
that's, I think that's the first football cliche I ever heard. 86 World Cup, my dad, I was eight years old, and my dad yeah. said, yeah, that's the group of death, son, and I've, I've always stayed with me. I like this one. Turn and Face, they'd be a punk band. Songs include Get Into Them, Down the Line, and the old favourite, Don't Let It Bounce. That's Craig Marsh. Thank you. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Rod Woodward there. Go and check out his special on St David's Day over on the Beeb in Wales, and that big event next week where you'll catch him uh, with um, Princess Anne. Very Have you funny, ever man. Have you royalty? But, but, um, no, I haven't. Yeah. I did sort of meet the Queen once, but wow. she sort of, I, I was there to meet her and she sort of walked past me and, and, and that was it. You were but, there to actually meet her? She, well, not to meet her. She was opening a, a venue in Liverpool and um, I had to go, I had to leave early, so then I went around the back and I ended right. up at this door and I I went through this door, her and Prince Philip on the other side, cutting the ribbon to the plaque and wow. I, I opened this door and I thought, this security's not very good because I'm <laughs> right near the Queen by accident. <laughs> Fantastic. More from Sam. Uh, he's got a little tower to tell us about a night at the theatre while Liverpool were playing Real Madrid. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Yes, the late great Sir Bobby Robson. He would have loved to have been there on Sunday, I'm sure, to see his uh, team playing. What a career. When you kind of listen to their sort of story there, you know, as a, a player at Fulham in England, uh, managing Fulham, and then, you know, Ipswich, an incredible yeah. time he had with Ipswich there. and England manager then going off to coach abroad after which, England yeah which is what not a lot of British managers did no. at the time you know, not certainly uh, somewhere like that to go off to, to, to Holland no you know. I mean he, he was kind of you know he had a terrible got slaughtered at the hands of the press then had a fantastic Italia 90 and then yeah. went off with his stock high after what he'd done there to PSV I, I, um, I, I met him when he was at Barcelona and uh, yeah, uh, I went and watched Barcelona play Valencia, and uh, Ronaldo, who obviously he'd known at PSV, played played and scored his first hat trick wow. that evening. Wow! And the old white hankies came out in celebration. It was a it was a three it was a brilliant wow, game. Wow! What a nice three two to Barcelona. It was a brilliant ding dong of a match. Yeah. And a friend of mine was working in Barcelona. I went to the press conference afterwards with. With him, and um, he'd been chatting to Sir Bobby because uh, mine was a kind of uh, an English voice who lived there, and he, he he used him as a bit of a sounding board because yeah. there were frustrations in the job, you know, the politics of it. Always. And um, and uh, after the match, he did the press conference, and he was he loved football, and he'd watched this boy that he'd taken from Holland to to play a Barcelona effectively, this fantastic player. And he kind of probably thought all the Barcelona press would be purring, saying, wow, what a fantastic night. This is This is why I got into this job. But the first two or three questions were about how do we concede that second goal? Wow, God. And, and Bobby's Spanish wasn't great, but um, he was saying to him, celebrate this was a fantastic why are you asking yeah. those questions a celebration of a you've watched a great player score a hat-trick and Barcelona have won tonight and he was so annoyed you could tell so the yeah. press conference finished and I went up to the sort of front with my mate and said uh, Bobby uh, this is Paul he's a friend of mine he's, uh, he's over here and he shook my hand but you could see he was still angry and he said Alison, nice to meet you and he said can you believe this lot can you believe them? Honestly, he said they've watched the game of football out there. Why did they become journalists? Why? You know, and it was, and he was so annoyed, and he couldn't get it out of his mind. Uh, and he said that fella, and he's just he was, that fella. He's, and he said, honestly, if I saw, if I see him on the way, I'm going to run him over in the car park. He oh was my just, words! He was just, he was kind of joking, but yeah. he was just so annoyed that they he couldn't believe that these guys, you know, I mean, obviously he's got skin in the game. He's the manager, of course. But, but he just, he, he, it was the joy, it was the joy of football. The joy of quite, football is something that I think gets missed sometimes. 
sometimes and, and you've got to celebrate the wins and that's why I don't yeah. like when people have a go at other fans for celebrating a, a, a scrappy 1-0 win over you know a team who were below them in the league if, yeah. it was a, if it was a win celebrate it because a lot of time football can make you miserable so Bobby Robson I just I always think when I think of him I think I, I smile kind of because yeah. I, I remember him as a kid and he was the England manager and the two World Cups that I watched him manage the, the team in but I always thought he just com- conducted himself with a lot of class. He, even in instances like that, when he's angry, he just he, you could tell he had that joy for the game and the joy in, in finding young players and cultivating them and almost being like a father figure to them yeah. as well. You know, a lot of players have talked about that with with Sir Bobby. It's funny you always get these mind. The moment I always think of him for is England. Just after Chris Waddle had put that penalty over the bar, then they cut to the bench at Italia ninety. Yeah, and he, he's walking onto the pitch to sort of commiserate with the players. And he's got this kind of rueful grin on his face. Like, I know exactly what if, you're talking and about. And Fred Street, the, the physio, comes up and puts his arm around him. And has that kind of face. It's like, man, we were so close. We're yeah. just a whisker from making... And they would have fancied beating... It wasn't a great Argentina team. And you think they would have gone and beaten them. And no. it would have been payback for 86. And you could just see everything going through his mind at that moment. And that's funny. That's the kind of it frozen is. in time Bobby Robson moment. For yeah, me. that smile. Yeah. And I think he yeah. sort of does that with he his does, hand, doesn't he? does. He kind of, yeah, almost like... like Oh, yeah. darn it, we were so close. And yeah. to be honest, whenever England are in a, a tournament, I become that 12-year-old boy who yeah. watched, I think it was the day after my 12th birthday, watching that game, eating pizza. Yeah. And I was devastated for about four months oh, after no. that. I found that, that was so painful. Was I think really you're right. Was. I mean, I was, I went, I went the, 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 when we lost to Germany in Euro 96, and that was horrible. Uh, but I felt worse in I felt worse at Italia ninety watching it. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Sam, you were telling me you, you, you went with your old mum to the theatre the other night, on the night in Liverpool, in Liverpool, while yeah. Liverpool playing Real Madrid. Yeah, I took my mum to see, uh, it was like a Beatles story sort of show. It was very right. good. They're all called Theatre in Liverpool. 
and I'm sitting there it's packed theatre I, I was thinking Liverpool playing Real Madrid it must be full of Everton fans or non-football fans yeah. which let's face it recently is probably the same thing <laughs> but we're watching the, the show the show starts and then there's a guy uh, uh, right near me not next to me he's about three three away and he's watching the, the Liverpool game on his phone yeah. so at the end of each Beatles song and it's very song heavy this show yeah. he just like updates everyone near him on the score so like Love Me Do finishes and he's like it's 1-0 and then the next <laughs> the next song finishes it's 2-0 and then you could hear his voice I think they, they did Strawberry Field and he went 2-1 and and as the Beatles got more experimental Liverpool's yeah. midfield just dissipated yeah. and by the end he was like 5-2 and I couldn't believe <laughs> after Sergeant Peppers it was 5-2 yeah they went a bit Lucy in the sky didn't they, they uh, did. the old midfield did get a bit psychedelic yeah um, I mean, we've often had some great stories of people like going to funerals and you know they've just not been able to help themselves they've got a match on yourself he would have understood and like at some very moving sort of eulogy someone goes yes yeah. it's been a goal scored it's it's never good the Beatles feature in the Clips of the Week special wow, later great. on uh, we're gonna, we've got a Merseyside special in Sam's honour the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast Yes, here we go then. It's time once again to uh, take a look at a week of sport on TV uh, through the eyes of one Martin Kellner, squad number nine. Good afternoon, Martin. Good afternoon, Sam. Good afternoon, Paul. Hi, Martin. Yes, uh, it's, been a, it's been a sad week, overshadowed by t- the death of two giants from the world of, of TV sport, Martin. There's a man who wrote the definitive work on sport on TV. And they both would have... Uh, sit down and cheer, of course, your book. They both would have featured heavily in the book, I'm sure. Very heavily. Actually, I was just looking through the index before to see what I'd written about them. And I'd written a fair bit about, I'd, I'd written a fair bit about the battle, which hasn't been focused on a whole lot, between uh, Barry Davis and John Motson, mm. you know, during the 90s. And we all, almost as much as we, you know, were waiting for the European, um, you know, the Europa Cup draws and all that today, we used to look at the papers and wait to find out who the BBC were going to choose to uh, commentate on those cup finals yeah. in the early 90s. Is it going to be Barry Davis? Is it? And, and you know, the nation split into two camps. It was like Coke versus Pepsi or yeah. Oasis versus <laughs> Blur. Which side were you on? Were you a Motty man or were you, uh, you know, a Barry Davis person? And um, I interviewed for the book. I interviewed Jonathan Martin, who was the uh, head of sport during that time at the BBC. And uh, his uh, analysis of it was that uh, Motti commentated from the terraces, mm. Barry Davis commentated from the grandstand. <clears throat> That's so, Motti like that. He, of, he often used to quote that, and he liked yeah. he liked that description. He felt yeah. that was, but I mean, it was. I mean, Barry wrote a lovely piece in the paper today about Motti, and it was a friendly rivalry. Um, yeah, you know, not they, all they, that friendly. Yeah. You know, at the oh. time, it was it was for real. It yeah, was, yeah, it was friendly. But they, they both wanted know. the big games, and as I said yeah, yesterday, I spoke did. to. The editor, I spoke to somebody who was running all the World Cup stuff, uh, I think in 86, and had to sit Motti down and tell him they were going to give Barry the final, yeah, which uh, yeah. didn't go down stunningly well. But, you know, that they both wanted the big games, you know. Yeah, absolutely they did. And uh, like I said, divided the nation, Motti was, uh, you know, whatever you say, was the voice of the terraces. Yeah. Companionable, clubbable, very nice guy. I spent uh, an afternoon with him in uh, the pub opposite BBC Leeds. I'm not sure what he was doing there, but a lot of people have said this week, you know, he always had time for people. Yeah, yeah. He absolutely did. I mean, sometimes too much time. You know, I was looking at my watch thinking, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I couldn't get, get out of here. So many stories. <laughs> yeah. And, and he wanted to share them. Also, a bit of a, a, a JFK theorist. I don't know whether you, uh, you knew that, but he, he was. 
I, yeah. know, I think he had, you had many kind of memorable chats with Martin O'Neill about that, who's also mm. very interested I did not in the know any of this. Kennedy this is, assassination. This is yeah. fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, when when he was in America doing the, doing the World Cup over there, you know, mm. he got the BBC driver to drive him to Dallas so he could go into the, um, the Kennedy Museum the book depository. Yeah. Well, if, he's, yeah. Book if he was if he was as meticulous with his uh, research as he is with his <laughs> notes, because yeah. his notes were legendary. He's probably got a, a grassy knoll written. <laughs> Down in note oh, form somewhere, old uh, yeah. But and, and Dickie Davis as well, as we said earlier in the yeah. week, a great sort of front man for world of sport. On a, that probably pre, does it predate you, Sam? Do you remember? No, I, I vaguely remember, remember Dickie Davis. World, yeah. Vaguely remember Dickie yeah. Davis, yeah. And I can mm. still see his face and his smile and, and the old just, rakish tash yeah, that, that he had. Gray, oh, he had that grey spot. In the Malin the, streak, the, they the, called it, was, it for reasons you wouldn't know. It was a TV show, which was a kind of Catherine Cookson novel that was a bit of oh. a, bo- a bodice ripper, a kind of working class and. It, the, uh, the guy had hair like Dickie Davis. Right, okay. So he gave it the, the Malin streak it got called, didn't it, for people oh, of a certain age, Martin? Yeah. People of a certain age, absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, initially, I don't know whether he told this story about... Uh, I interviewed him for the book, and he was telling me about how the, the programme started, you know, and I'm, I very much hope that somewhere in the world people are still diving off cliffs. Yeah, in Acap- <laughs> I think they're... In, in, in Acap- Acap- almost <laughs> early in Acapulco. Or they're, they're rolling on logs. Rolling logs. People are either rolling... Or they're, they're I mean, basically having stock car caravan, towing a caravan in a stock car race. That, oh. This was the quality of we used to get in the But, the, but those those bizarre sports, that, that used to make my weekend. Yeah. Like, with yeah. all the... I, I, later on, I remember Trans World Sports that, that showed some that more yeah. stuff, as, sort well, of stuff yeah. as well. It was really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. So no, he's, he's telling me how you know obviously it took a lot of that stuff from uh, the ABC program in the United States, which yeah. is called Wide World of Sports, and um, he said to me that you know World of Sport was going to be called Wide World of Sport, yeah. but they looked down mm. the first sort of uh, bill of fare and it was table tennis from Wembley, yeah. racing from Sandown Park, and <laughs> wrestling from Lewisham, and they decided as everything was within, <laughs> within about eight miles of London, the narrow they world dropped, of sport. Said, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that to the baseball the authorities in America about the World Series, then that seems yeah. to be the same. <laughs> yeah, it's the same thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, absolutely. So, Martin, what, what have you watched this week? What have I watched this week? I mean, obviously, I've watched all those tributes, including I just wonder, yeah. I don't know if it's a line anybody's quoted, but um, he did an interview on the Beeb with Dan Walker, which I watched on YouTube. Mm. And uh, Dan Walker said to him, Was the, uh, was the coat your idea? And he says, Well, I think I was the coat's idea, actually, <laughs> which I thought. This is a lovely, modest line that yeah. uh, that Marty had. It's brilliant. Um, yeah, what have I watched? I watched a thing called Go Hard or Go Home. Right. On um, it was a BBC Three program, which, mm. as we know, is the Kiddies Channel. Um, <laughs> go, go Hard or Go Home. Yeah. By Kiddies, you mean under forty? Is that what it is? <laughs> Precisely. Exactly what I'm saying. Um, yeah, it's you know, it, and it's a. It's a sort of rag bag of all the reality show uh, cliches. They take mm. eight sort of feckless uh, young people out to the Dominican <laughs> they're Republic. They're not all feckless. No, they they're are. not all feckless, they are. Mark. They're, they? they're, not, yeah. they're, they're pretty feckless. <laughs> there's a certain amount of... Uh, there's a lack of feck. That's it, like absolute lack of feck. There certainly <laughs> is. Very little feck. <laughs> anyway, they go out there and the idea is that there are eight warriors. These are people who involve, you know, involved to some level in some sports, either uh, a lot of 
strength sports, that sort of thing, Thai kickboxing. Yeah. Um, there's, a, uh, I think, a rugby union, a woman rugby union player. I've not heard of a lot of these people, right. but a lot of you will. They're, you know, they're, they're, they're strong people, strong, fit people. Yeah. And the idea is they're the warriors and they're going to uh, train these people to make something more of their lives. But, you know, th there, was a, there was a girl there who's, she was in her early 20s, uh, and, you know, she was, well, not to put too fine a point, she was a certain amount, you know, she was overweight. So right. there was this, this girl there, a little bit overweight, and she, she was, oh, we're going to put you through this tough challenge, etc., etc. And she said, uh, this is my last option. If this doesn't work, I don't know what I'll do, or I don't know where I'll wow. go. And hmm. I thought to myself... Well, you could try sort of eating less, maybe. I mean, maybe I'm being unkind. Bit on the nose. Hashtag be kind, Martin. <laughs> Well, you that's know why you're not watching the it's, kids' channel. Won't go down well on the kids' channel. That be, be kind or go home, Martin. Yeah, but, yes. Well, <laughs> different show. Well, yeah. for me, go hard or go home is a Ministry of Sound uh, album. But there you go. Um, no, I, I, I mean, fair enough. I, I mean, the, and there were some of them that genuinely did have issues, and because it's the BBC, there has to be issues involved, and they have to say at the end, you know, if you're having trouble with body image or uh, or well, they gender weren't, they identity are now, clearly. issues, <laughs> well, they will be now. <laughs> I, I just think they're. I just think we're slightly. Uh, maybe I have been a little bit unkind. Uh, lovely, but, but lovely. You know, feckless but lovely. Feckless, you know, but, feckless but lovely. Maybe you should lovely have been called people. that. They were lovely people, and uh, the chat. You know, but it was just as I say. It was like a rag bag of uh, a reality show cliches. Mm. It was like The Apprentice, yeah. uh, but without the high heels. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, so well, they can I'll, I'll use that as a bill matter if they want. Um, I want to so go on that show. I want to go on that show when they say, go hard, I go home. I say, I'll go home, thanks. Yeah. And just go home. <laughs> Do I still get paid? <laughs> I think some of them will go home, actually. Yeah. Um, because there will be people, mm. you know, even on The Apprentice, there's people who don't want to do the whole thing. Yeah. And it can be, you know, it can be a bit cruel. And I'm not sort of trying in any way to, well, I probably am actually, <laughs> trying, to <laughs> trying to diminish what it is they're doing. Mm. But I don't know, I don't know what it's for, really. No. It, was a, it was one of those programmes where I find myself sort of shouting at the TV screen, is this what we're paying our licence fee for? You know, as if I was a, a talk TV presenter or writing a, writing a leader in the Daily Express, you know. I do like the idea of you sitting there shouting shouting at the telly, Martin, at oh. the BBC Three. Oh, yeah. Call this more. music. God, that's just that noise. It's just noise, this, yeah. isn't it? Martin, we're out of time, sadly. So we'll shame. Do, we'll, we'll I'll do... talk about full swing next week. Yeah, it's, the, it's ongoing, uh, isn't it, the golf yeah. documentary. You're, you're, you're the king of overnights. Uh, big, big, huge in Kuala Lumpur. You're back overnight, Massive. I take it. Indeed, we've picked up a couple of listeners in the Philippines. I'm oh, that's good. That's yeah. good to hear. Not the Aquino family. They're suddenly on board, are they? I don't know. I don't know who it is, but a right, couple okay. of listeners in the Philippines have been uh, texting me. So we're, we're hoping to get into double figures by Christmas. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Time then to look at a bit of non-sporting TV, if you can find a way of squeezing it in with everything that's on this weekend. As always, the star's very own Brighton supporting Mike Ward joins us. Good afternoon, Mike. Good afternoon, guys. Hi, Mike. So, uh, we, we have Brighton Corner. Um, yes. When are you oh, playing this do weekend? We, do we have to... Are you playing this weekend? I'm having a look at the moment. I'm well, we've, got, we've got the um, cup tie, haven't we, on Tuesdays? Oh, of that. course. Yeah, that's Sorry, right. I'm, uh, yeah, to be honest, I, 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 I tore up my season ticket after the final whistle. <laughs> <laughs> 
Blimey, that's a bit extreme. <laughs> the thing is, it's on your phone now, isn't it? So tearing yeah. it up is quite hard. It's, you know, it is you hard. Need, you need industrial equipment to share it. We've been, rabbiting on, we've been rabbiting on today, so we've got loads to squeeze in in about three minutes. But we're going to kick yeah, off okay, with yes, Beyond yeah, yeah. Paradise. Beyond Death Paradise. in Paradise spin-off. Death which in is Paradise. on for an hour before Death in Paradise. It is, yes. But Death in Paradise finishes tonight, so there's a little overlap. Although mm. next week, Death in Paradise carries on, carries on because they're digging up some repeats oh, of the wow. old one rather than putting on something else. So yeah, Beyond Paradise is a spin-off. So you've got Chris Marshall, um, who was play, who was Di Humphrey Goodman uh, a couple of series ago, yeah. uh, or more, about five years ago, I think now, um, uh, reprising his role as uh, Di Humphrey Goodman. Yeah, mm. so, uh, but he's in Devon. That's the point. It's he, like he's... Deck Martin. They should be Cornish yeah, for detective. I would think that was that would have been the perfect. That's like, brilliant. Yeah. Did you you just didn't you didn't just think I of that? Just thought of that, Mike. No, you yeah. did. Oh, I'm afraid I did. Yeah. <laughs> quality, <laughs> quality. That's quite, hang on, I'm just writing that down. Yeah, but that's what it, basically what it is. You, it I know is. You're missing the West Country. You like Death in Paradise. Yes. Let's put it together. Quirky character. Uh, the only thing, I mean, it's it's very easy going kind of stuff. It doesn't have that kind of fish out of water thing, which obviously Death mm. in Paradise has, and, and Doc Martin has as well. So, but yeah. uh, it's 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 good scenery. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure Nothing people will love it. It'd be yeah. lovely, sort of lovely, uh, relaxing TV. Yeah, yeah um, nothing too demanding. It's, it's right on my street. Yes, uh, and, and Dex Saturday Night <laughs> Takeaways yes. back. It's up against. I mean, it's up against Mac, Michael McIntyre's show. I take it that's still one. running with that, which is, which is, you know, they're, they're going to get some competition, aren't it they? It is, but it's Anton Deck, isn't it? Yes, yeah, true. And they've got you know good guest stars. They've got um, David Tennant uh, in this first one doing the guest announcer thing. You know, as we've said before, many, many times before, it owes an awful lot. To the sort of you know the the Noel Edmonds house parties type of thing that fork that Saturday night, bit bit of everything chucked in format. So you've got the competitions, you've got the games, you've got the audience participation, blah blah blah, and they're just they're just brilliant at it. And I still remember when they tried to they carried on doing it in the very early days of lockdown when they were sort of pretty much doing it from their hotel room on a laptop or something or other. So you know you've always got to thank them for that. Yeah, indeed. So that's uh, seven o'clock. You're still missing the Masked Singer. You see you in the family, Sam. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do a lot of gigs on Saturday nights, but I did manage. Mm-hmm. To watch it on on the Sunday morning, it's brilliant show. Brilliant, I, you know, going back into that Saturday afternoon late entertainment's really enjoyed it. Do you yeah. not like Starstruck? I haven't Isn't watched that. Star, one. Stars in their eyes, team, the a team the... version of oh, Stars in their yeah. eyes. You this just week... blow me mind. <laughs> Competing this week, we have this is members of the public doing the stars. Three Christi- Christina Aguilera's, three Ushers, three Meatloaves, and three Shania Twain's. Shania Twain also being one of the panelists, the real Shania Twain. <laughs> Also, but they should do it the other way around. But yes, so that's an interesting thing. Three meatloaves, and as you say, and, and a side, a side order of onion, of onion rings. rings. Of course, yeah. well said. <laughs> I'm all so. over that. Now, Dancing on Ice, they used to have yeah. various weeks, wouldn't they? Show yes. week and this week. It's props week. Props week, yes. So you've got six people left in contention, and the idea is that they have to perform with a prop. So oh. it could be a bucket. It could be a, a wheelie luggage thing like they use on The Apprentice. It could be a, a hoop. It could be, <laughs> it could be a speedboat. Anything that sort of they can get onto the ice. And <laughs> speedboat. Sort of around. Ice skating with a speedboat. Sorry, boat. I'm thinking of bullseye. Yes. Um, <laughs> Yeah, any of those things, Todd Carty, anything wooden and sort of you know, sort of inanimate <laughs> that they can dance around that person, uh, that thing, I should say, and uh, impress the judges. And wow. what, yet another one will go at the end of it. Well, at we least so, one. We were so tight for time. 6.30 ITV Sunday, then followed by the last ever series of Endeavour with the great Roger Allen. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, there we are. That was this afternoon's show. Sam, thank you ever so much Thanks for, for uh, joining us. I'm sure we'll see you again if, if you're up for it. Yeah, I'm up for it. Nice one. Um, I'm not here next week. Uh, 
Charlie will be here. I think Adi Oladipo will be joining him for a few of the days. So uh, have a fantastic weekend. Enjoy all the sport. We bring you the cricket, of course. And uh, we bring you the boxing and the Carabao Cup final. Plenty on TalkSport to keep you busy. Have a great weekend. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.